every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. It's 24 minutes after 7. According to Brenda Martin, CEO of the South African Wind Energy Association, President Sol Ramaphosa's State of the Nation address delivered this past Thursday brought much appreciated investor clarity to the South African energy sector. And to talk to us a little bit about it uh, is Brenda herself, and she joins us on the line. Brenda, thank you so much for your time this morning. Before we get into uh, the State of the Nation that was delivered by uh, President Ramaphosa, let's talk about the South African Wind Energy Association. What do you do? We seem to have uh, lost Brenda there for a bit, but we'll try to get her back on the line just to understand what the uh, Wind Energy Association does. Let's try it one more time. Uh, Brenda, you're on the line. I am. There we are. Um, so before we get into the State of the Nation address, let's talk about what the association does. Uh, what's your mandate? We represent the wind energy um, industry in South Africa. We have a, a the, the primary mandate is to utility scale wind power. We also um, access and and uh, address issues of cost cutting interest within renewable energy generally. So there are many issues in South Africa's industry that are not limited to wind power. All right. Now back to Sona that was delivered on Thursday. Why do you believe that it brought uh, much investor clarity to the sector? Um, because there was such a, a consistent, clear message around issues like investment, the fact that there's a, a strong commitment to investment growth, that clean energy itself was uh, was particularly focused on, and that there was a reference to the public-private growth initiative, which is a initiative that has been um, underway with the um, planning, um, the minister responsible for planning in the presidency, which Sawia has been part of that process. Um, and we have there's, there was clear linkages between the work we've been doing in that space, where we've been talking about the obstacles to investment and ongoing contribution to the economy of our business and what it is that we um, require as an enabling environment. One of the key issues that I think has dominated headlines over the past couple of years or for as long as I can remember has always just been ESCOM and the news that, uh, you know, they are planning on separating the entities uh, at ESCOM into generation, transmission and distribution. What are your thoughts on that move? Well, that has been something that many people have been calling for over probably at least a decade. Um, There have been, uh, there's been the ISMO bill, which uh, we, uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, the Independent System Market Operator Bill, which uh, made it into Parliament and then uh, was dropped at some point. There's been a recognition over quite some time of the value of ensuring that there's a separation between ESCOM's vested interest in recovering um, money from its investments that it makes in coal through sales and the fact that there is a need for a diverse mix which A, provides energy security and B, ensures that there's a a steady tariff decline over time as as power that is um, more affordable is purchased.
From where you're sitting, are we having a clear communication when it comes to renewable energy and perhaps even this move around uh, the separation of or rather the splitting up of ESCOM into three? Because there's always concern around uh, job losses, which the unions raise all the time. And I'm wondering whether we are actually having clear communication and everybody's sitting on the same page. What's your view on that? I'm not sure. It could be a mix of of poor communication, but it's also we have to always recognize a mix of interests that are clashing and around the energy transition. Because bear in mind that this economy has been so deeply committed to a coal um, investment for for many many um, decades. There's a so there's a very big resistance to moving away from that. Besides that, there is some uncertainty and, and misunderstanding around the fact that when you have an energy transition, you don't have that happening overnight. And when you have the transition occur, you have new opportunities that arise. So I am hoping that it won't be this level of resistance to the energy transition won't um, continue forever. There's a, there's a very um, confusing uh, set of understandings around ESCOM itself and what it has what has led to a situation that it's in at the moment, especially around uh, its financial position and, a, and a, a bizarre association of that problem with IPPs, which actually contribute less than 5% to the power mix. So there's many issues that need to be understood. They're very complex and, and it is also very understandable that people are concerned that this change will result in immediate suffering, which nobody wants. Brenda, thank you so much for your time this morning. That's Brenda Martin, who's the CEO of the South African Wind Energy Association. And an article that might, uh, you know, that kind of relates to the conversation we've been having, you can find on the Money website titled, It's War Over ESCOM Privatization Plans. And it talks about the unbundling of ESCOM announced by Ramaphosa being a declaration of war for trade unions. Uh, You can find that on the front page of the Money website. But for now, let's have a look at news headlines.